what causes the fierce heartbreak of loss. When you lose someone you love unexpectedly, there is an intense heartbreak due to the finality of death, the void of death. And if it's an unexpected death, it is a harsh, deep, unconsolable pain. So it's no small thing to overcome. There is a myth that if you're on the path of enlightenment, you will somehow avoid the pain of loss the fierce, ruthless pain of loss. And it's a myth. Even the Buddha cried when he heard that a village was annihilated by a king. It broke his heart. And certainly the news yesterday and a few days ago is heartbreaking, devastating. And we search for answers in politics. We look for solutions. But part of the nature of life is loss. So grief has a process. If you've lost a child unexpectedly, violently ripped away from you. There is the biology of that loss, the deep biological attachment of that loss. If you lose a parent, even if it's an expected death, there is a deep biological pain of loss. The end of the conversation, the end of a future with that person, with that loved one. And so attachment is the root of the fierce pain 
of loss. This is what the Buddha realized, that desire and attachment are the root cause of suffering, and suffering can take many different forms, right? Fear is a form of suffering. Sadness is a form of suffering. Heartbreak is a form of suffering. So attachment and desire are the cause of the fierce pain. If you're not attached, you don't feel any anything, really. We hear about people losing their lives in car accidents every single day. And if we didn't know that person, it's just another blip on a newscast, right? That'll change in the very next moment. It doesn't affect us. It doesn't impact us because there's no attachment. But if you have a parent or a child and you lose that parent or child, there is a biological attachment. So the biology of suffering has to be understood when you're on the path of moksha. Right, And the teaching of Ramana Maharshi is about moksha, the ultimate end of suffering, breaking free of the ancient wheel of karma, samsara. And so the question becomes, well, how do you overcome the biological aspect of suffering, the fierce biological pain of the attachment that you naturally naturally feel for a child, for your child, for someone else's child. for a parent. So as a human being in this world, you will experience loss. And you will experience the grief of loss when you deeply love someone and they are taken. By death. And so this genetic aspect of suffering is one of the reasons moksha is no small endeavor. It's no small process. It requires the fierce 
desire to be free. It requires the radical acceptance of what is. And if you've experienced the loss of someone you love, there must be this radical acceptance of the heartbreak, the biology of that heartbreak, the intensity, the ruthless waves of sadness that wash over you again and again. Small things can trigger it. A quick memory, a flash, and then suddenly these waves wash over you. And in moments it can seem like this tidal wave of sadness will never end. The fierce heartbreak of loss will never end. And so you have to allow the space for grief. We live in an instant society. We live in the false illusion that enlightenment, spirituality, will somehow protect you from heartbreak when it can actually make you more sensitive to the heartbreak of loss, the fierce, ravaging pain of loss. So there has to be this space for grief and the realization that you're a human being and human beings have deep emotions, deep biological attachments. So you are a human being, you're not a robot. And if you are awake and enlightened, your heart can break even deeper to the ruthless chaos and heartbreak and loss that's in the news every single day. Your heart can break again and again and again, deeper, more raw, closer to the bone. And so the impetus for continuing on the path is this deep desire to be free, be really free, not some kind of fake bliss moment, a bliss moment that's going to come and go, but the deeper realization that never comes and never goes. And this requires an intimate examination of your thoughts, your mind, 
the source of all of it, the source of your emotions. How do your emotions arise? What causes this seemingly endless heartbreak? So there has to be this willingness to examine. But there also has to be the end of expectations of an instantaneous fix. There is no instant fix for the fierce heartbreak of loss, especially unexpected loss, the ruthless pain of losing a child or a parent, someone you love. So this expectation of instant has to fall away. And this pain is a call to surrender into the heartbreak. So when you surrender into the heartbreak of loss, this is the beginning of the grief process. And it is a process. And you have to allow the space for that to unfold without an expectation of this will end on such and such a date, after I do some therapy, after I do this and that, after I meditate, after I sing the mantra, it's going to end. The fierce pain does dissipate over time. But to overcome the biology of attachment, there has to be this space for grief. There has to be the application of inquiry to actually really deeply, intimately examine what's going on inside of you. There has to be a deep, unwavering compassion for yourself and love of yourself to allow this space for grief and the waves of grief that can come out of nowhere. You think you got a handle on it, you're going along with your life and then something triggers a memory and intense sadness overwhelms you. And this is part of the process of grief. Giving yourself the time to grieve, which is a process of letting go and moksha is an evolutionary process of letting go of burning and the heartbreak of loss is a huge fire a painful burning agonizing fire so when you allow yourself to have this space and you burn in the fire of grief, it dissipates over time. It's less and less 
fierce. But by time, it could be a year. It could be three years, five years. Each person is different. And the circumstances that evoke this deep biological sadness are different. But the pain, the fierceness of the pain is the same. And the root of attachment is ego, which is the deep identification with your physical body. So again, moksha is no small endeavor. It requires a deep desire for freedom, the ultimate freedom of enlightenment, the ultimate freedom of moksha, which is the permanent end of lifetimes of heartbreak, light, lifetimes of the fierce pain of loss. So there has to be this surrender to the heartbreak. Not trying to fix it or change it or get enlightened so you won't feel it. It's to really welcome the fierce pain of loss over time without any expectation of an end date, without any expectation of the quick fix. Enlightenment is not a quick fix. It is a slow evolutionary burn that ultimately releases you from all forms of suffering, fear, sadness, anxiety, stress. But there has to be this deep desire for freedom. There has to be a willingness to burn, a willingness to surrender to the unseen presence, the intelligence of the entire universe that has the power to set you free from all forms of suffering. So the first step is to stop and allow yourself the space to grieve, to let go of any expectation. And inquire through the power of meditation, through the power of prayer, and in the moment of the fierce biological heartbreak of loss, prayer is essential. Prayer is an essential aspect of the mountain path. Prayer is bhakti, loving God, surrendering to that infinitude, that vast presence, 
So prayer is an essential aspect of surrender, of worship, but also of letting go, giving your grief to the unseen again and again, however many times, giving yourself this necessary space to heal, to grieve, to let go. And because it's biological, the pain, the fierce pain of loss, this process takes time. Moksha takes time. There is no instant enlightenment. It's an evolution of consciousness. And it is a sacred fire. And there's no avoiding the fire of life. Satsang is life. The presence of God that is always here. Always still and vast and extremely intelligent. The purest love, the purest compassion. And it is that love and compassion that heals and puts an end ultimately to the fierce pain of loss. It is a soothing balm, a healing presence, unconditional love, which is the nature of the presence. And it is the nature of your true self, deeper than ego. This love is the realm of the divine within you. And heartbreak can be a great catalyst for diving into the divine, into the love, compassion, and peace that we long for. And it lives within you. It is alive in your heart. So compassion for yourself is essential. Giving yourself space to grieve is essential. Loving yourself exactly as you are is essential. And surrendering to the divine, this vast, indescribable love, is essential. So to overcome the fierce pain of loss, there has to be this willingness to let go. this willingness to let go of every idea, every strategy, every plan to avoid the pain, to get rid of the pain. Just let all of that go. 
and allow this fierce heartbreak to be here, to radically accept it, that it's here, that these waves of sadness are uncontrollable. And you allow that those waves to come and they do go because they're states of consciousness. And then you can start to see how, how these waves get triggered. You can examine the attachment. You can look through the reflective consciousness of ego and dive into the peace of your heart, which is available to you right now. Even if you are experiencing the most fierce, agonizing pain of loss, the ruthless pain of loss, you can dive into your heart right now and discover the peace, love, and compassion that surpasses all understanding. So radical acceptance of what is, radical acceptance of it can't be fixed or changed. When someone dies, they're gone. No more conversation. You can't get that person back. So there has to be this radical acceptance of that fact and the pain and heartbreak of that fact. And then this space and time to grieve and to surrender to the divine. Surrender the grief to the divine and allow that sacred presence to heal this heartbreak and then ultimately permanently end eons upon eons of heartbreak, eons of sadness, fear, rage, revenge. None of that will heal like the divine love of the presence alive in your own heart. Give your attention to that. Let go of any expectation. Radically accept the sadness that is with you these waves that seem to overwhelm you. Allow it to come. Welcome the grief. And be patient, compassionate, and loving to yourself.
Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti Om.